from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have a music show for you called Just the Classics, but first join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Wednesday, September 9th. And we're bringing you some of the most interesting stories coming out of Taiwan. And in the studio, we have Shirley Lin. Hello. Paula Hello. Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. All right. So up this uh, hour, we're going to be telling you about pets. Should they get a seat on the MRT? And Mulan, the movie, comes in second at the box office despite a call for a boycott. And tips about traveling solo in Taiwan from a female Belgium YouTuber. Those stories and more coming right up. Okay, I'm going to tell you about a couple controversies first. Well, you know there was a big uh, call for a boycott of the movie Mulan, which just premiered last Friday. Did you guys hear about that? No, yeah. I don't know about a boycott, but I've seen the movie. You saw the movie. So you went to see yeah. the movie this I past weekend. See, yes, so you're I one did. of the ones who... Went to see them. What did you think of the movie? I think I prefer the animation. <laughs> <laughs> Why is more that? More than the real people. Why is that? I don't know. Just uh, I think there's more humor in uh -huh. the animation version. Right, right. That wasn't caught on in the real, you know, life uh, version serious. of it. So. Well, very not, more well, serious. I mean, it, it wasn't bad. And when that was nice, it, it was also nice, you know, but, but it's a little different from the animation one. So the storyline is just slightly different, you know. What about but the acting? The acting, the acting was great. Yeah, uh -huh. cinematography. Like, you know, um, yeah, very nice. Uh, Gong Li, you know, she was the the villain in there. Actually, I saw um, a movie review about that, saying that she was better off than the the you know Li the, um, the lead. Yeah, the lead, a female actress. But um, yeah, she truly got a good part, and her English has improved. I think <laughs> this is good news for Andrew, right? <laughs> Andrew Who used was. To, her English teacher, her teacher for a while, for a, for a year. whole year, right? Yeah, right? In China. It's been years ago, but... So, and Paula, did you watch it? No. I saw the movie. I think the... the you saw the movie? You yeah, did? I, the day before yesterday. I, 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 but I only saw the movie for the first 20 minutes because... What happened? Frankly speaking, I don't like that movie at all. I think oh, it's pretty boring. Paula, I, just, well, I, I, I can't get over the fact that you went to the movie. I just think it's pretty boring. And you walked out? No, I mean, you I was watching at home. You watched it at home? Right. Oh, only oh, okay. the first twenty minutes. Really? Oh, you watch it at home. Interesting. Okay. I went to the well, movie theater. That was boring. I think it's pretty boring. I just I don't know why people well, you know like Paula, them so much. I don't see you as a movie goer. I'm I'm surprised to hear the you actually do go to the movies. Do you well, obviously she was not as home. often? Right. Oh, okay. I watch this watch movie at home. at home. Right. Oh, so, okay. I went to the movie theater. Maybe that would make a difference, Paula. I, I'm, I'm just sure saying. it's oh, harder okay. to fall asleep when you're there. <laughs> So did you guys know about the call for a boycott? No. No, okay. How about Paul? I did notice that, but I think because after all, <laughs> that movie is pretty... Pretty special. 
No, it's, it's boring. So oh, it's I don't know why people so. want to. Bo- I, I don't think people want to watch that uh, movie. According <laughs> to Paula. According to Paula. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So well, I will tell you a little bit about the boycott because um, the main actress Lee Yifei actually showed um, support for Hong Kong police, and um, oh, that was you know a while when they ago. were cracking down. That was a while ago. Okay. Um, on when they're cracking down on the protesters, and she said, "I support Hong Kong police. You can beat me up now." And uh, what a shame for Hong Kong. So that was when they're protesting. Mm-hmm. So after that, you know, people in Hong Kong called for a boycott of that movie. Oh, that was a while it. ago. And there was this hashtag, Boycott Mulan, that went around. And the movie actually was kind of postponed, right, for a while. It was supposed to come out way earlier. Yeah. But because of the pandemic, it was postponed. Actually, that controversy was last August. So that was a year ago. So maybe mm-hmm. some people have forgotten about it by <laughs> by now. But there are people in Taiwan who did say, hey, let's boycott it because, you know, we don't want to support such an actress. But um, it turns out, you know, a lot of people just like you guys did went to see the movie anyway. <laughs> yeah, forgot um, all about boycott. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some netizen says, you know, they probably didn't know there was a boycott. Um, <laughs> or how could they watch that movie? You know, she's against human rights. So there's a lot of talk about it online. But it, it came second after Tenant, uh, which got about five million in box office revenues, and Wulan got two million. So, mm. <laughs> you know, rec- none of you guys recommend the movie, though. It seems like. <laughs> yeah, because I prefer the animation version. So. I, I know that some Hong Kong democracy activists said that, um, there's another woman. She is the real Mulan. Like she's a. Uh, I can't remember her her name in Chinese. She's a democracy activist, and she's I think she's in her twenties, mm, right? Really? So people think she is the real Mulan, like she's a real warrior, because, a real hero, right? Right, right. not so. the legendary one. Mm. Oh. Okay. I mean, I think it is kind of a cool story about this woman, you know, um, being yeah. so filial to her dad and being so strong and. Mm-hmm. And all that, but um, I guess with all the politics and you know everything going on, it's a little bit more controversial now. Okay, one more controversy I want you guys to uh, tell me your thoughts on was there was a young woman who had a pet guinea pig with her, and she gave it a seat. Mm. On the metro, actually a priority seat. What do you guys think of that? Oh, oh, so it was actually a female owner. I thought it was a, a male. Okay, I don't know because I think that pets are allowed to, you know, carry on the MRT, the the metro system, and so basically the owner allowed the pet to have a seat instead of himself or herself. She she just stood. She stood up. Yeah. Apparently, that's what I heard. Oh, I thought she was that she was standing, and she let the pet, you know, in a cage, obviously, you know, have a seat. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I don't think the pet needs a seat. She want didn't want to hold it and, and just you know put it on a seat, I guess. But I, I guess you could have put see. it on the, on the floor, right? Right. Why not? Well, anyways, there was an old man who was like mad about that because uh-huh. he wanted to sit down. So mm-hmm. they got in an argument, and the argument was videoed. Right. So this became a big deal. Did they um, get into a fight? Like physical fight? A scuffle, actually. Yeah, oh. a little bit. And But actually, I think the rule is that the pets are supposed to go under the seat. Oh, so not oh really? On the floor. Yeah, I mean, well, you're allowed to take a pet. And okay. there's a certain size, you know, right. limit. So you can put a little dog or a cat or a bird or, you know, whatever you want to take uh-huh. with you. This was a hamster. Right. And um, But 
don't take a person C, you know. <laughs> well, if <laughs> there are warm. rules, then they have to follow the rules. Right. Oh, okay. I think people pamper their pets too much. Or yeah, maybe she was just too... That's it. She's afraid to be kicked or something, or she thought, well... Because she's but, pampering it. You know, the pet is not on the priority list for the priority seat, priority right? Seat. <laughs> priority seats are given to Unless pregnant women, the rules. elderly people, yeah. th- those who have, you know, handicaps. Uh-huh. So... Anyways, I, I recently went to the Taipei Pet Fair, which was so crowded, and we have wow. a video um, today about it. It's so many cute pets. I mean, it was really a sight to see. And people really pamper their pets. I oh, mean, I they're buying all kinds of fancy accessories and strollers. Did you find any unusual pets other than dogs oh, and cats? Iguana. Someone really? was, you know, had an iguana on his shoulder that scared me to death. Like, what's that? Because it wasn't a cage. It was like no, on his shoulder. No, it was on his shoulder. Right? And um, what else was there? Well, I mean, I think I think what's interesting is that people just seem so proud of their pets. Mm. They're like glowing, you know, because I talked to them. Like, can you tell me about your pet? Why do you like your pet? Can I take a picture of your pet? They're like so, like they're so <laughs> proud of their pet. It's, so, I mean, I can understand why. I have a new pet too. but uh, right. So people really... Um, love their pets a lot. Well, pets are outnumbering um, Supposed little to outnumber, children. Outnumber children soon. Soon, right? Yeah. I think I saw a report in there. Yeah. So There's a percentage. It's pretty high. Right. But that doesn't mean that, you know, um, one replaces the other. I guess some people treat them that way, right? Yeah. But uh, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys want to get any pets? No, it's too no. much of a hassle for me. You're right. Too much of a hassle. They're not as hassle as you think they <laughs> yes, are. They're really cute. They're really fun. All right. Anyways, um, I just got a pet cat, so we think he's a lot of fun. Anyways, but he doesn't deserve a seat on the MRT. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have some tips for you if you plan to travel Taiwan on your own. And this is from a female Belgium YouTuber. Tell us about this, Shirley. Yes, um, her name is Charlotte, and she recently traveled to Taiwan for a working holiday, it was. And, you know, when I saw the title saying female Belgian YouTuber shares tips for solo female travel in Taiwan, I said, ah, it's got to be the fact that Taiwan is the safest country, one of the safest countries in the world. And that's exactly why it is, you know. And um, she said that she took her first solo trip to Asia when she was 18. It wasn't Taiwan. It was an exchange. She was an exchange student to Sweden and India. And the first time she heard of Taiwan was when she was having a language course in South Korea. Maybe a Chinese language course? I'm not sure. I didn't say. And then uh, a friend of hers recommended uh, Taiwan to her very highly, said that it's one of the best places she's ever been and she needs to go. So she came and she felt really safe as, uh, as a female traveler. And because Taiwan is so modern and has a very Western feel to it, where, yeah, we're, we've got, you know, multicultural here. And so, you know, she felt like she's very free to travel around by herself and you know, usually she would advise people, women travelers, to, you know, if they're traveling alone, to observe the behavior of the woman in that country that she's going to mm, and do the same. Interesting. Like, for example, she said if the local doesn't take the train alone after 8 p.m., then just don't do the same. Oh. Or if a local dresses in a way that doesn't show her legs or cleavage, then do the same, you know. But in Taiwan, she felt like she didn't have to adapt, you know. She felt like she can do whatever she wants and everybody accepts you the way you are. So not only the safety in town amazed her, but she loved the culture of milk tea 
the covered <laughs> sidewalks and the garbage the trucks. Covered sidewalks? What do you yeah, mean by maybe, that? Maybe, maybe. Well, we've got a roof over the oh, sidewalks. Oh, yeah, that's right. right that's yeah, right. Because I think some countries they don't. And um, she's saying that, um, and the garbage trucks. <sighs> she's back in Belgium now. She really misses the garbage trucks, the music. <laughs> the pi- so, ca- classical music. Yeah. So, pouring anyway, out your garbage. I know. So, other things that she misses, of course, is the food. But it's really not just about the taste. It's also just how convenient and easy it is to eat out. It's she said true. that when she was in time, she hardly cooked because it was just so convenient and everything is so delicious and affordable. You know, there's so many different choices that you can get, you know, as takeout and that kind of stuff. And of course, she made a lot of friends in Taiwan. They're really kind, they're very friendly. And she says she's amazed the fact that you can stay at a coffee shop all day long and nobody chases you out, you know. And she said that she can't wait for the virus to, you know, go away so that she can come back to Taiwan and make more videos. Um, I don't, it doesn't, this article didn't come with a video of hers. So it looks like she's been videographing, uh, video uh, logging, you know, her, 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 her visits here. But anyway, she hopes to be able to come back and make more videos about Taiwan and show it to the world. Well, that's great. I think it also shows that you can get by without Chinese, I think, right? Yeah, I was just going to say. Because I don't think herself. she knows Chinese, right? It doesn't look like she does. Not enough to get around, but she managed, you right. know, with no Chinese. That's good. So that's good to know. And people are very friendly to foreigners who look very. like they, they need help. Right. You know? Even if the Taiwanese locals don't speak any Chinese, they can they will help in you. English, they'll still help you. They will help you find your way. Right. There, they'll you know, show you the way. They'll bring you find there. Find something to eat or what, right. buy something, whatever you need. They will. They might accompany you there, you know. And, right. Yeah. yeah, so it's a very friendly place for foreigners. Well, this is comforting to know because we're talking about female, you know, travelers who travel alone. So it is very safe. Here. I do feel safe in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. I mean, even late at night. How about yeah. you guys? Oh, yeah. it's pretty safe. Yeah, yeah. you know, I get at work too late. I get home about eleven p.m. Yeah, I'm okay. It's, you know, walking, walking around, around the streets. streets. Yeah, it's a, like a, a ten minute walk, but I feel safe. There's yeah. a lot of convenience stores on the way, probably right. Uh, not where I live, but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of convenience stores, you know. There's always lighting, enough lighting around, so it's never too dark anywhere. Yeah, so. So that makes me, yeah, I want to travel around Taiwan again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got some news. There's going to be a speaker's corner at one of our major parks here. Tell us more about that, Paula. All right, that's according to the Taipei city government. They are planning to set up a platform they called Freedom Platform for the residents. And everyone is, is um, can use that platform. You don't need an application. You don't, you don't have to apply first. And it's first come, first served basis. And you can use that platform from 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 p.m. And however, because um, the... Uh, the platform will be set up at the 228 Peace Memorial Park because that park is so close to the um, National Taiwan University Hospital. So the public is not allowed to use speakers. Oh, they right. don't want to bother oh, patients, right? So right? no microphones. Oh. And they actually mm-hmm. modeled the, 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 the Freedom uh, Platform after the speaker's corner at Hyde Park in London. So pre- people are free to express their opinion. So really? That's, yeah, that's so what... Moni- nobody's monitoring you. I'm just wondering if anyone's going to go listen. Right. <laughs> that's nobody's point, right? going to listen to you. <laughs> it's I a good place. Yeah, I think it's practice, a good place. Maybe. It's interesting. It's called Freedom Platform. You don't need the applications. If 
you get there first, you can, you know, start talking. It's like an open mic without a mic, right? right? <laughs> so you or practice opinion. public speaking. So what would you guys talk about if you had to go there and talk about something? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some complaints. I... <laughs> right. I'm not going. Probably I'm not, I won't go there to say things that I'm, I'm happy with. <laughs> oh, oh, really? It must be something that you know, Believe you're not happy about. You. Oh, you're not you happy want to air your it. grievances? Right. You have an opinion about. Oh. Right. Oh. How about you, Shirley? Um, I, I'm thinking about, you know, just... Uh, I mean, people's like pedestrian safety. So I'm thinking about these um, sidewalks that they've made it such a way that it kind of slants off to the same level as the street. Mm -hmm. And that can be dangerous. You know, when cars, they can swerve right onto the pavement and pedestrians could be standing there at the red light and they could be hit. So I don't know. I find it really troublesome to call. And, you know, like, you know, they have these hotlines for like putting a complaint because you'll probably be put on hold for a long time. So maybe I would go and make a public speech about this and see if people will hear <laughs> and then do something about it instead of calling in, you know, it's because, um, yeah. Sounds good. I didn't know you guys right? had so many things on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe nobody's going to listen to us. Uh, you never know. Go you on a weekend, know. right? Probably someone will stop by and listen. Right. That's our Freedom Platform. Migrant workers did something for a cause they believe in. Tell us about this. Yeah, we're talking about a, this already happened, um, a one-day charity 10-pin bowling tournament. And it was organized by the Filipino community in Taiwan, in northern Taiwan. Because uh, we do have a big, you know, migrant workers community here in Taiwan from Southeast Asian countries. And um, they saw 70, more, more than 70 players competing in the event. And the purpose was to raise money for Philippine workers in distress. And in this case, it was 74 players in 14 teams and each representing different Philippine, Filipino organizations. We've got many of them in Taipei, in Taiwan. And it was held at the, you know, there's the only bowling alley that I know is the Yuan San Sports Complex. I don't, oh, see, I don't know of here, any actually. other. Yeah, it's not far from here. I don't know of any other bowling alleys. Do you guys know? There are some, but not in Taipei City, I think. Oh, okay. Because yeah. this is like the only one I know. And so there, lo and behold, it was held there. But anyway, um, so basically it's for a Filipino worker based in Taoyuan, kind of south of Taipei, and who was hospitalized for high blood pressure as of last month. So that's their purpose for holding this tournament. And the proceeds were generated from registration fees uh, of each person taking part in the tournament. So they're like, you know, um, 700, wait a minute. No, they raised 700 US dollars um, from that tournament. And um, it's very common among Filipinos to show the spirit of communal unity and support. And I totally agree. They have a term called bayanihan, and which means that everyone in the community helps each other. And I'm familiar with this term because I host a program, um, which is a cooperation between RTI and the Fisheries Agency. It's for these um fishermen and Taiwanese fishermen on our fishing boats, you know, so they hear uh, programs, uh, my program, which I do a 20 minute program reading some news from the Philippines. So I learned these terms. And Bayanihan is that's exactly what it is. It's like they're a very family knitted kind of, um, you know, group of people. Yeah, it, it's really, 
it, it's really interesting. They they would do something like this, and in fact, the next time they're gonna have another tournament, and that's to help a Filipino medical worker in the Philippines who has a medical condition. So they're gonna be raising funds and then sending this money back home to help this、uh, person in need.、Um, so they've been doing this a lot. That's then, a great great spirit they have there, really helping each other and also having fun in the process. I mean, building community through sports and and just using the money to help somebody—it's wonderful. Right. So、yeah. more of this should be happening, right? Right. Exactly. Taiwan. And Paula, I like、um, what this local bank is doing for its employees. Tell us more about that. Right.、Um, usually,、uh, we hear that people、uh, will take、um, sick leave or maternity leave or paternity leave. This local bank gives its employee two days you know, free for doing some volunteering work. That's wonderful.、Right. They started that program last year. This is a、um, this、uh, local bank wants its employees to、um, to help、uh, disadvantaged children. For example, this year, two、um, hundred employees from that bank accompanied two hundred children from disadvantaged families to the southern city of Gaoshan. They went to the National Gaoshan Center for the Arts. To learn how to appreciate music, to、um, to do some artwork, it's a good experience for these children, and it's also a good experience for the employees. It、mm-hmm. is. I think that makes you more grateful, right, for what、yes. you have when you help someone else, and maybe less complaining at work or something. Or、right. <laughs> right. it would. And, you appreciate、uh, you, your you yeah, appreciate your the your world in a different way, right? right. Well, the, well, it's good because the band gives you two days off. I mean, to to pr- to do some、uh, to promote good causes. That's great,、yeah. and they、Why、arrange、not? these activities, right? right?、Yes. So it makes it very easy for them to participate.、Mm. I think it really does broaden your perspective, and, and、mm. um, that's wonderful. So that's from a local bank. What's the name of the bank?、Uh, Fubang Bank. Yeah, that's a good bank to work for, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's what we got for you here in Taiwan. Anna, do stay tuned for a music show called Just the Classics for here in Taiwan. I am Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Paula Chow. We'll see ya.
Radio Taiwan International. Just 
Welcome to another edition of Just the Classics. I'm your host this week, Leslie Liao. And if you haven't listened to this program before, well, I and the other RTI English service hosts take turns hosting this program. Um, There's me, Leslie Liao, Paula Chow, Shirley Lin, and John Van Trieste. So each of us bring our different styles to the show. Now, when I host the show, I like to share with our listeners some of the more uh, classic songs that I listened to from Taiwan when I was growing up here. I went to school in Taiwan between the ages of 13 and 15, and that was kind of a pivotal time for me because that was the time I really learned about Taiwan's music scene. And to me, when you say classics, well, the songs I'm going to share with you uh, in these next 22 minutes or so are songs that I listened to when I was a student here, and I love to share them with you. Now, before I spoke about uh, industry heavyweights like Jay Chow, uh, Lin Tai, and those two are very, very popular artists in Taiwan who are still active even today. Now, today we're going to be talking about a different artist. He's a male artist who goes by the name Sam Lee in Chinese. His name is Li Sengjie. And he was very, very popular when I was going to school here. Uh, back in, I want to say, around 2003, 2004, the song you just heard is called Dui, And that means roughly absolute infatuation. Um, the thing about Sam Lee's songs are that they can, they're actually pretty sad thematically. If it's not about a breakup, then the song is about a breakup. I mean, I don't know what happened to Sam Lee when he was younger, but he must have been dealt a real doozy from an ex-girlfriend or an ex-lover, whatever. Because all of his songs are just quite sad and melancholy. This next one we're going to look at is called um, 
It's called so fang kai in Chinese, and that roughly translates into set you free. So let's give this one a listen, and uh, it's basically self-explanatory. When we come back, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, Sam Lee's background and how he got started in the music industry. He's a very, very multi-talented individual, as you're about to find out in this program. So uh, let's have a listen to set you free, so fang kai. Wapati 我们给你未来安静结束也是另一种对待所以选择不责怪优优独播剧场
收音机，打开听着别人的失败，哽咽的声音仿佛诉说着相同被爱你的依赖，还在胸怀，我无法轻易推开，我无法随便走开，感情中专心的人容易被。And that was the song "So Fun Kai," which roughly translates into "Set You Free." I don't know if the name of the song kind of、uh, gives away what it was talking about, but he was just saying、um, he was—I guess he was singing to a lover of some sort—and he says, "Obviously, this isn't working out. So the best gift I can give you right now is to let you go and set you free." And it's just—it's a sad song, man. I have not heard him sing a really happy song. Well, maybe I might have. I'm—I'm gonna—I'm gonna look through his catalog shortly after this next bit, and、uh, we're gonna try to some find something happy. But like I said, Sam Lee is a very, very diverse individual. So let's start off, man.、Um, he is from southern Taiwan, specifically the city of Kaohsiung. And he got famous actually because he entered into a lot of singing contests when he was a student. I think starting 1997, he got really popular on a singing contest by singing "I Swear" by the American male R&B and pop group. I think it's you. I, it's, it's, we can call them a boy band, and that's how he got discovered for his singing career. But like I said, Sam Lee is a very talented individual. For one, in his university days, he actually got a scholarship for playing tennis. He was actually on Taiwan's national team at one point in time, and I think at one point he was also head of the Taipei Tennis Association. Where I don't think I'm not sure if he still is, but he definitely did have that、uh, title at one point. But we're not here to talk about his tennis career. I'm obviously here to introduce to you more of his music. Now, all of the songs that we're talking about today actually comes from his album, which was released in 2004, called.、Um, well, it was titled with the first two songs that we played in this show. It's called "Cixing Jue Dui Sou Fang Kai." So it's、uh, "Let You Go with Absolute Infatuation," and I think these were kind of.、Uh, it was a re-release of "Absolute Infatuation." And let you go. So Funkai was the new song on this、uh, album. Now this next song, like I said, I, I've said this plenty of times before, that Sam Lee kind of dives into very sad subject matter. I'm going to try and find a happy song. Don't you worry. But this next song is called "You Guys Need to Be Happy." Does the title give away what the song is going to be about? If it doesn't. It roughly is just that he and his lover are about to break up because his lover found somebody else, and he's just giving them his blessing, and he's just gonna be like, "I wish you guys happiness. You guys need to be happy. If you're not happy, I'm not happy either." It's really rough stuff, man. I don't know what his muse is. I'd love to know if Sam Lee by chance listens to this show. I'd love to. You know, maybe get the chance to interview you, Sam, and you know understand the thought process behind this album. But without further ado, here's the song. You 们要快乐 You guys need to be happy. Here you go.
哭着拿下银手链换我的时候，最近你躲我有了理由。别说我的爱让你惭愧，不配拥有，珍惜不就是温。先爱上了我的好朋友，原来心酸比心痛难受。茫然的走到了门口，倔强还是念旧。我听见我回头说：“你们要快乐，要天长地久。”你们没有错，爱是自由。走出这扇门后，至少我还有辽阔。你们要快乐，要紧紧牵手。你们不幸福，我会难过。成全最爱的人，不是为了看着他寂寞。亲爱上了我的好朋友，原来心酸比心痛难受。茫然的走到了门口，倔强还是念旧。我听见我回头说：“你们要快乐，要天长地久。”没有错，爱是自由。走出这扇门后，至少我还有辽阔。你们要快乐，要紧紧牵手。
And that was the song, You Guys Need to Be Happy. I really don't think um, I need to explain that one. Anyway, we're entering the final minutes of our show, and I just want to give you guys some final details about Sam Lee. He's a quarter German on his uh, mom's side. His paternal grandfather was a German aviator. Uh, Sam Lee's a devout Catholic, and he spent uh, a few years actually singing in bars as he waited for his career to uh, take off. Now, before we go, I know we I promised to find a happy song by Sam Lee, and I tried to do it under the pretense of keeping it to the same album we've been listening to throughout the duration of this program. It's really hard, you guys. And I think I found one that kind of qualifies as happy. It's called Yuanzhou Gao Fei, which means to go really far. And this song is about, again, he and his lover are not doing too well. But he says, hey, why don't we just hit the reset button on this? You know, I, I feel like it's I know it's been tough on us, but I really think that we could go far. And I really want to keep trying. And I, I, when I started this thing, I knew I could go far. Let's go the distance that I thought this uh, relationship could potentially have. And that's about as happy as it gets for Sam Lee. I don't know if his subsequent albums has any happier songs. I'm sure he does. I don't think people can sustain sadness for that long. I mean, 2004, it's 2020 now, 16 years. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this edition of Just the Classics. Uh, me introducing Sam Lee. If you guys want to hear previous episodes of Just the Classics, you can always go to the RTI, uh, RTI website at en.rti.org.tw. All the Just the Classics episodes are available on podcast. Go ahead and download them. And uh, until the next time I host this thing, you guys stay happy, stay healthy, and, uh, and stay safe. And here's Sam Lee to play you guys out. 带我远走高飞只因为爱
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.